I want you to think about something before we get started. Uh, you know that Jesus is here. Jesus is here before we show up. You know that, right? So um, he has been looking forward to this day long before we ever got to it. You know, we, we got up maybe this morning and thought, I wonder if I want to go out. I wonder if I want to go to church. I wonder if I have other things. You know, this President's Day weekend. Some of you guys are going, oh, it is. Dang, I got to go, right? But, um, but God was looking forward to this. Sometimes we kind of get behind our schedule and we're rushed and we're, we're kind of scattered. But, but God has been planning for this morning uh, before we ever got here. So I'm excited about finding out what he has for us. Amen. Um, today we are finishing up our series. We've been in a series since the beginning of the year. It has been on the Sermon on the Mount. Now the Sermon on the Mount is that, that section of Matthew, Matthew 5 through 7, three chapters where kind of Jesus's teachings are, are pulled together so that we could get a feel for what, it, what the types of things that Jesus said and what he taught. And Matthew is sharing that with us. And we've been looking at that the last several weeks and we're closing that out today. And today's message is titled Pure and Simple. And I've pulled that really from uh, the, kind of the end of that passage that we looked at last week out of, out of Matthew 6. We are in a passage where Jesus is talking about anxiety and how we, how we can uh, kind of let go of that anxiety as we give that to him. And so uh, let's stand together because I want to look at some of the words from the end of that passage in Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 33. One verse but a lot packed in there that I want us to take a look at. Matthew 6, 33. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Okay, pure and simple. Pure in this sense. Seek ye first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's purity. Purity we found was not just about inner purity. It was, this, it was also about this focus, Right? We focus, we give ourselves to it. Seeking first his kingdom means focusing on Jesus, giving him our undivided attention, our undiluted devotion. And it's also a purity, pure is also that purity that comes from when we start living out what he tells us, that righteousness. We seek his kingdom and his righteousness, focus on his kingdom, live out his righteousness, that's pure. Right? And that righteousness isn't as simple as just, you know, just be nice to people. He says that righteousness can, it takes our lives because it's, it is loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And that takes a lot. And I want us to hear this. Our neighbor is not just our poor neighbor, right? It's not as important as, as that is. It's not just the person on the street or the person that's living under the overpass. You know, the story that Jesus told, he said, you know, this was a guy who was, he was on his way to Jericho and he's talking about loving your neighbor. And he says, this guy, he was wealthy enough to get mugged, right? And so he was taken out and he was left on the side of the road for, to, for dead. And the guy that helped him was actually his enemy. So Jesus isn't saying just love the people that come to mind first. He says, love anyone. Doesn't matter poor or rich. Doesn't matter whether they're your, your friend or your enemy. Love anyone that God brings into your path to show his mercy. That's, that's righteousness. That's pure. Simple is this. Listen to what he says in this one. One verse. Simple is that when we Seek first, with priority, his kingdom and his righteousness. He says, all these things, all these things, 
What are all these things? Well, in chapter six, all these things were the things that we're anxious about, we worry about, our, our food, our clothing, our shelter, right? Our, our peace, our health, all of that, all these things, all these things that we get anxious about. And he says, all those who don't know, don't know God, they anxiously chase after these things. All these things, it says that your father already knows that you need. All these things will be added to you. Pure and simple, right? Pure, seek first the kingdom of heaven, his, his kingdom and his righteousness. Simple, these things will be added to you. Sounds good, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to have a simple life like that? Well, let's hear what he says about how. Father, we wanna be here before you and we want to be changed by your word. Not just changed by your word, we wanna hear your word. Jesus, there were deaf people that would come to you that who couldn't hear a thing and you were the only one that could unstop their ears. There were blind who came to you and you were the only one who could, who could make them see again. In that same way, Jesus, we know that we have to come to you because our, our ears can be stopped up and our eyes can be closed, they can be blinded to what we need to see. Our hearts can be hard against you. So we need you to soften our hearts and to open our eyes and open our ears so that we can hear what you have to say this morning because we do wanna find that life, that life that you've called us to, that life where we seek first your kingdom and all these other things that take up, consume so much time, so much anxiety, so much effort that they would just, we'd find they just kind of fall in place as you add them in your abundance and your grace your generosity and your kindness. So come and speak to us, we pray. Father, for your glory, in the name of your son, by the power of your spirit, amen. Amen, have a seat. Okay, so have you ever had one of those days where you're running around frantically and you're looking for something? It might be your keys, it might be your sunglasses, it might be your belt, until somebody comes up and they say, you have your keys in your hand, right? Your sunglasses are on your head. Your belt is around your waist, right? We can be frantically searching for things that are right in front of us sometimes. We can be frantically searching. The problem isn't that it's so hard to find them. The problem is that we just haven't, haven't gotten that good at searching for them yet. The kingdom of heaven can be like that. Jesus came and in Matthew 6, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, he says I want you to seek with priority Seek the kingdom of God, seek his righteousness. That's what I want you to put as your priority. And he said, uh, and, and when we look at that and we say, well, I don't even know where that kingdom is. How can you seek for something where you don't know where it is? How can I seek for righteousness that I don't, ever, I don't even understand what that word means? But prior to this, Jesus had actually, he had gone throughout the whole countryside and he had said, he had said you know what? The kingdom of heaven is right here, it's here right now. Often in Matthew, you'll find that the kingdom of heaven, if you just replace the name Jesus, often it works, right? He was, he was not just saying that there's some kind of theoretical kingdom coming, he's saying the king's here, so the kingdom's here. It's right here in front of you. You guys, we need to know that the kingdom of heaven is not hard to find because Jesus says anytime that we seek for him, anytime that we gather together in his name, he's right here. He's right here this morning. 
And so if we're seeking and we're not finding the kingdom, it's not because the kingdom's not here or it's not hard to find. It's because we just haven't figured out how to seek for it yet. And so Jesus is going to be teaching us in the Sermon on the Mount. He tells us, what does it mean to seek for his kingdom and his righteousness first? What does that even mean? What does that look like to seek? Now, he does this because in the Sermon on the Mount, there are only two places that this word seek is even used. One is here in this verse that we just read, but the other is in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, where he's talking about prayer. And he says, Ask it will be given for you to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. Because everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks will find. And to the one who knocks it will be open. He's talking about prayer. He's saying, you know what? Seeking the kingdom, his kingdom and his righteousness is, is found when we pray. That's where we find his kingdom. That's where we find his righteousness. That's where he speaks with us and, and reveals these things. And he says, and when we do that, you know, it, it, it's not just the prayer about the all these things that Matthew 6 talked about. Sometimes our prayers and our lives are consumed with the chasing after the all these things. He says, that's what people who don't know me, they chase after all these things about the food and the clothing and, and your career and your, your life and your health and your, what you're going to do and what you're going to buy and how you're going to keep up and, and all these things. He says, that's not the prayer he's talking about. He's talking about the prayers that are these big prayers, but God and his kingdom, he says, lean into those. Lean into the prayers about his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things we'll just kind of follow after. Now that takes some trust, doesn't it? <laughs> that, that takes some faith. And I want, us, I want us, before we get into, because he's gonna show us what a, prayer, what a prayer looks like that actually leans into seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. But before he does that, I want us to look at these, this verse seven and eight of chapter seven because he gives us like this backdrop. And I don't know that we've, we've seen this, but this is a backdrop for any prayer that we pray, whether it's the big kingdom prayers about his, his ideas and his kingdom, or whether it's these things about the, all these things, these prayers that we pray, there's always this backdrop to these prayers. Now, when we hear Jesus say in, in verse seven and eight, he says, I want you to ask and it will be given. I want you to seek and you will find or or." or Knock and it will be open. It sounds like we're leading in that whole process, right? We gotta, all of a sudden we're like, oh, I gotta ask because otherwise God's not gonna know what I need and then he's gonna respond to me when I ask or I gotta seek because I'm not gonna find it. It's not, out, you know, I'm never gonna get there if I'm not seeking. I, I have to knock because otherwise nobody on the other side is gonna know that I need the door opened. But think about it. Before we even ask, God has already given so much, right? God has given us the ability to ask, hasn't he? God has given us a mind that can even put together a request. God has given us a life that we live and we find that we have a need so that we even know how to ask. God has given us an awareness of himself so that we know that he's even there to ask. Before we ask, he's already given. Before we seek, 
He was already seeking us. We only seek him because he's been chasing after us and we start getting hints that something's following us, something good is is hunting us down. Do you guys know what else he seeks? It says that God, I told you guys about this God, one of his names, he says that he is seeking the thing that we are going to seek before we even know that we need to seek it. He He is looking ahead. He is the God who sees so far ahead. He sees our need before we even know that we have a need. And he is working to fulfill that need. We wouldn't go knocking on a door except that in a sense, God is knocking on the other side first and telling us there's something worth going through in this door. God makes that known. Grace always goes before. Do you guys know that? So when we pray, we, we pray this, with this grace, this, uh, this understanding that God has already, he's not bringing us down this path except that there's something to be found there. It's like this, this faith that was embedded before we even got to that place. It's only, prayer only works because God has gone before us and he makes the way. So we pray out of this kind of this, this asking and this, this seeking and this knocking comes from a faith that was kind of embedded in us before we even got to that point to have the confidence to go before God. We can actually go with thanksgiving because the fact that he's actually stirred up in us the seeking of his kingdom and his righteousness, he stirred that up in us, shows that he has gone before us and he's making this way through any doorway, any kind of an obstacle. Even though it seems like a long journey, he's going to lead us to the end. If we seek, we are going to find. And if it requires asking, that he is going to provide because that's why he stirred it up within us to ask. So it's always this pre-embedded faith that allows us to pray with confidence that our God will not only provide, but he's gonna make a way. Amen? That's the backdrop to any prayer that we pray as God's people. We don't have to frantically go running around trying to make our lives work. We can follow God into those things that he stirs up within us. And he says, so pray first, seek the kingdom and my righteousness. And these things, all these things will be added to you. So that's the backdrop that we need to know. But then Jesus also in Matthew 5, he gave us a model. He gave us an example of a prayer that seeks first his kingdom. Now, I, I know that many of you guys know this prayer in Matthew 5, 9 through 13. Uh, we've, uh, some of us have grown up with it being called the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father. But in it, Jesus is showing us this is what a prayer like, looks like that seeks first his kingdom and his righteousness. What I want us to do, I want us to hear this prayer. We're gonna hear a little bit about this prayer, but I want you to think, is this, is this what my prayers look like? Okay, and I don't mean just saying the words. I mean, the way that Jesus lays this out, is this what I pray like? Pray like? Jesus says, so pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. First three requests that are there are about who? About God, about his name, his kingdom, his will. You guys, these are what I call prayers of our repentance. Why? Because when we pray, we have to first thing, get realigned to what's important. And that's why he says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. 
because we got to get realigned to where God is and where his heart is at. So he says, pray for the things that I am most concerned about. These are the things that change us. They transform us when we really pray them because we're saying, God, change this from being about my name, my fame, my interest to yours. Change this from being about me building some kind of empire or getting some kind of piece of the pie or, or, or to, to it being about your kingdom coming. Change this from being about my plans and my agenda and everything that I have planned out to your interests and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And how is that praying? How is that seeking his kingdom and his righteousness? It's because this, we know that only when God's kingdom is in place, Will righteousness ever really be seen? Because righteousness isn't just about me being good. It's about all of us interacting in a way that the good of God, the kindness of God is shared and known by everyone. Everyone. And so I'm not, I'm not greedily hoarding some of it for myself. It's no, the, the kingdom of God is a, a it, it, everyone is blessed in it. And we won't see that till it's his kingdom, not mine. His will, not mine. His name, not me seeking my name. So he starts there. He says, pray these prayers of repentance, this turning, this seeking first his kingdom, this pure of the pure and simple, right? And then he gets into what we see is, and then the simple part, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And it looks like, oh, it, starts, it sounds like we started you know, praying about the, all these things, doesn't it? It sounds like we're starting to pray about our food and pray about our stuff. But it's a different, it's different at that point. It's changed, hasn't it? Because at that point, you're not praying that God would somehow eat together a subsistence for you, that you just make it through. Instead, you're praying in the faith that you know that if his kingdom is coming and his will is being done and his name is being lifted up, you know what? He's gonna do what he said. And you will have the bread that he said would follow. If you seek first these things, these things will be added. And we're praying with the confidence, that background, that that backdrop of confidence and faith that God said, this will be added. We're coming and we're, we're praying with confidence that God has forgiven us like he has said. Because if his kingdom comes and his will is done and his name is lifted up, then forgiveness is ours. So all of those consequences that should have followed my sins when I sought after my kingdom and my name and my will, all of those places where I wasted the time and the opportunities that God had given to me, where I wasted his grace, where I, where I, I just I used up and I, I ignored in his gifts, all of those times have consequences and those consequences should be wreaking havoc But in the faith of saying, God, let your kingdom come, your will be done, your righteousness be seen, we know that all of that is undone. And not just for us, but for all of those who would have suffered the consequences of my sin. He undoes it. And he brings in instead his his will and his good and his kingdom and his name overrules. And then we get to the last part and it says in Keep us, from, keep us from temptation. Not just temptation. Temptation, yes. Man, there are some things that we fall hard for, aren't there? You know, and they usually come out of this anxiety because we're all stirred up thinking we gotta chase after some stuff. But the temptations that come, 
come also because my heart is distracted from Jesus. I think that I need this thing because I've forgotten that, that he's, he's really the only thing that my heart really longs for, that my heart really pursues, that my heart really just, he, he is the water when I'm thirsty. He is the bread when I'm hungry. He is, he is all of that. That's why I seek, that's why I seek him first, his, his kingdom, his righteousness. And my temptation comes when I, so when all of that is, is in place, then, then I can say, God, so keep me from temptation. Because at that point, my eyes aren't distracted by everything. I, I can be released. But then this last one, he says, and deliver us from evil. From what evil? From spiritual evil? Yes. But what about from physical harm? Yes. Deliver us from that too. Deliver us from this evil that binds us in inside so that we don't seek you. Set us free, break those chains. We can pray again because if your kingdom comes, your will is done, then I know those things are broken in me. So God, I mean, this last prayer is really, so God, save me. You know, sometimes we think that salvation is something that happens when we just, we pray and accept Jesus, he comes in our heart and then it's done. Salvation happens every single day because it says every single day we're coming up against things that we realize I need to be free from that. God, save me. I'm still such a hostage to sin and to brokenness and to just my own just messed up thinking, God, save me. But we prayed in faith because we know that God would have never brought us to our knees, to that place where, that we're done with ourselves, to that place where we find a door that's shut in front of us. He would have never brought us to that place where we find that we need something or that we're seeking something. He wouldn't have brought us there except to say, you know what? I've already provided for it. I've already gone ahead of you. So this door will be opened, just knock. This thing will be given, just ask. This this destination will be attained, just seek. So he calls us to this life. It's a life of faith. It's a life of trust. It's a life of believing that God is going to do what he said, that he has gone before. But it's a life that's pure and it's simple. It's to seek my kingdom first and my righteousness and these things, all these things will be added. It says, and we do that, we do that when we pray. We pray Jesus' prayer after him. We pray his thoughts after him. 